Welcome to Toast the Lavender Podcast. Your, I'm your host today. Yes. My name is Lisa. Oh, I thought it was Delilah. My name is not Delilah. It never will be, <laughs> but so sorry. My name's Lisa. My pronouns are she, her. I'm Alex. My pronouns are she, her. I'm Kai. My pronouns are he, him. I'm Lindsay, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers, or, you know. Oh, yeah, the third one. The third one we talked about last time. We were going to look into that. But I brought it up, so that's probably why I remembered. What are we drinking tonight, Alex? Oh, I should probably grab the bottle. Yeah. I know that it's by Barbarian Brewing. I know that it's delicious. This is a special beer because it's from our first group trip we took together with the four of us oh, to yeah. Boise, Idaho. Baby friends. Back in what, 2018? 19. I think 2019. This Baby is friends. from Barbarian Brewing. It's called Danger Sunset. And I think this one's the strawberry coconut. Mm-hmm. It's like yep. a tiger's blood delight. It's totally like a snow cone. Should we cheers? We should cheers. Cheers, queers. Cheers, queers. We are drinking out of Peculiar pours glasses, which is very fun. It is. Um, yeah, Spring Beer Fest or whatever. Yep. Did you March nineteenth coming on up? If you're local to Ogden, the Spring Beer Fest is coming up March nineteenth. We may or may not be there, but it's a fun time. Lots of Utah breweries show up, and and surrounding states as well. We always get hammered every time. Yeah, yeah. that's true. In a great way. Yeah. It's very fun. <laughs> so if you can go, you should go. Yeah, check it out. It's a least. great event that benefits Ogden's Union Station, which anything that benefits that, to me, is worthwhile. What do you guys think of this beer? What are you rating it? I feel it like it's so such tart. a treat. It's it such is a treat. tart, but it's good. You get the strawberry, you get the coconut. I want it on a snow cone. I want an alcoholic mm. snow cone with this. Oh, yeah. I have an ice maker. Mm. <laughs> I love Barbarian. I'm just up there with like a knife <laughs> like their it down. beers are so every and they're so wacky. Like they go for it. Whatever they go for, like they do the Girl Scout cookie beer and they do like that the, was really that bad. Yes, My favorite yes. peach beer. <laughs> but that yes, My very worst thin mint cookie beer. But also the like the sour right. punch beer that was or the the nerds Nerds. that was just like out of this world and the the arnold palmer lemonade like oh yeah but that being said i don't like i'm thrilled to be having some of this but i'm even more thrilled that i'm having a two ounce pour i don't need a 16 ounce so here's the pro tip if you're in boise idaho Go to Barbarian in downtown and go sit at their tap room where they have a board of 60 beers and order five flights and just try Take as friends. many wacky yeah, things. Right. That's what we love to do. We love to go up there. We all we try everything. all try everything, but you only need like a sip of everything. Yeah. And then you take your favorites home. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, let's go to Barbarian soon. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I would rate this... Uh, four yeah i give it a four as well i'm with you consensus yep four four Four. fours all around yeah 
Okay, so I'm going to bring up another beer that we're having right now, which is Sadie's special batch number two. Lindsay, would you like to add some notes? I would. I would also wish that I could remember the grain bill for this beer, but I don't. So I'm just going to tell you that there was probably two-row... And Pilsner malt? No. No Pilsner? <laughs> <laughs> Try again. Mm. So anyways. <laughs> there was some kind of barley in it. There was the requirements. Yep. Uh, and there was a lot of Sabro hops. Only Sabro hops. In that there was only Sabro hops. <laughs> <laughs> And there was a Mexican lager yeast. And there's also airplanes because it's World War Three. but we'll get into that later. No. No, we're not. Queer we're Joy. Not. We're season, in the season two. Of joy. We are not talking about World War Three. Okay. Anyway, uh, I can't remember the grain bill, but it's a lager. It's a Mexican lager with a hop profile that has a lot of coconut and it's very fun and it's called Sadie's Special version 2. If you listen to last season there's quite a few episodes where I'm drunk because of Sadie <laughs> volume 1. Sadie volume 1 I I mean it she just of, opened the door to yeah, a whole new life for and us. And Sadie just as a reminder, it was inspired by Sadie's in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which we fell in love what with. Kai, Kai is wearing we made a Sadie's shirt today. We made it exactly one episode without talking about New Mexico. No. Yes, no. Last episode. Did we? We had a we had a beer from New Mexico. Yeah, we, <laughs> we had the bow and arrow. Never mind. Never mind. New, sorry. sorry. Next, yeah, New Mexico just has our heart. So today's episode, we are diving deep into queer artists, what that means to us. We're going to be talking about the LQ, which is our art scene, and whatever inspiration flows from that. Don't worry. Lisa's here to host. I'm here to host. So I was really thinking about what exactly shines the light on the queer community that makes us seen as like a specifically artistic or creative community. Whoa. Sorry. Yeah, Whoa. That's, that, that's big, but I love it. I'm excited. Do to I need to break to that next. down? It was like a laser beam. I want to shine a laser Break it beam down. on this. Break it <laughs> it's down. exactly what I wanted to do. I feel like when you when you say any part of the LGBTQ umbrella, there tends to be this, whether it's a stereotype or a perception or whatnot, that casts a slight on being creative. If like they're think, kind of highly correlated like yeah a, if you the, think, a lot of people in the queer community have a lot of super creative talents yeah like you think about just take your your regular gay boy broadway actors 
theater. So we're stereotyping? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm taking these stereotypes because this is what no, got me thinking to it. No, if this is part yeah. of your thought, that's fine. Stereotypes exist and we can't, Absolutely. let's not ignore them. Absolutely. Let's talk about it. Okay, so we're talking about very stereotypical Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking like why, like what is, exactly is it about the queer community that people associate creativity or artistic ability that makes sense because like you it's like oh is your kid like the sporty type or the creative uh-huh. type right uh-huh. like you're one is or the he other. an actor yeah. or a football brain or right. body yes yeah. <laughs> think about like yourself as maybe like a weird little queer kid or a little lesbian yes, or, here, or whatever. Like we're here. Are you yeah, yes. we're, we're all here. here. We're all all have, we're all I really like you were probably like drawing in a notebook or like writing on your, shitty poetry on your, in my case. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kai had a thing for poetry. I, I had a thing a for painting. <laughs> like I think that there's a lot of weird creativity and people and you think about like Okay, the kids in my art class, the kids in band, the kids in theater, like there's always like a little group of There's a weirdos. huge contingent of weirdos. Right. And and the queerdos converge it's, in yeah. that space. Yeah, that I I totally agree with that. So I want to hear what what's your guys' opinion on why you think that is? Resilience. I was a jock, so I have nothing for you. Oh, Lindsay's, Lin, you, <laughs> she Lindsay. licks her lips. I have nothing to add. <laughs> you have a lot of creativity in your body. <laughs> Thank you. Lisa. You do. Like she is a no. she's a beer artist. That's true. I agree. Like you that. come up with these elaborate beer recipes. You edit our podcast currently. Like, you have a lot of creativity that comes from inside of you. Inside of me. I know that you played sports. I did. But you also have an extreme passion for music. Ooh. I would say extreme passion is accurate. Extreme. Thank you, Lisa. Yes. And yeah, you're te- are collection. you telling me that my passion is any more extreme than anyone else in this room? No. no but I'm saying we're not. don't discount no one's yourself just because you were the jock. No comparison. Sorry, I was just trying to get out of answering. You're, you're involved in this. <laughs> I'm At least just, she's honest. I'm so happy that you classified yourself as a jock. I know that's so fun. I think that's fine with you. It is. But you can be a jock and still be creative or going to club sound every weekend and trying to learn. (laughs) You're goddamn right. Um, Alex, what was your thing? Um, what do I think about the like queer artistic um creative vibe? Yeah. Like do you think that's an accurate representation did you, you have any of that clearly artistic i don't know that i have that to be honest with you like i do a lot of mormon handicrafts but how is that really different? i don't know i mean as a kid i did like a lot of um i make bracelets right and i still do that to like keep my hands busy yep I wish I could still remember how to do that. We need to have one of those nights because when I started cross-stitching my jacket, uh-huh. I got out my little thread kit. Yes. And I had some, like, 
half done bracelets, but to be fair, I hadn't gotten out my thread kit for 10 years. Like, I don't know how to do that anymore. I'd love to. Like, okay. Did you guys do Boondoggle? Yeah. Hell that yeah, was my I did. shit. <laughs> I loved You're all a little older than me. Boondoggle was before well, my time. Okay, rude. But <laughs> how is that even possible? If you were a youth in the church, it should have been a party. No, time. my grandma would take me to Michael's and pick me out like two colors of Boondoggle that I could mm-hmm. like craft with turn into day. a keychain or yes we or it's probably just a cre- keychain or a scripture bookmark right. place <laughs> i really wanted to learn how to make like or a, a keychain a, a lanyard <laughs> or a but i didn't know how to like make a lanyard yeah but i sure tried yeah see you had some creative juices flowing in you too okay okay thank and you boondoggle like <laughs> I, I don't know, wasn't Boondoggle wearing like a Boondoggle, or even that bracelet you're wearing right there? Like it's some form of like expression, right? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking too, so Ogden has a First Friday art stroll and that's where a lot of local businesses either kind of sponsor an artist or at least showcase their art and just how many of like the prominent artists known in Ogden are queer artists. Yeah. And that's... Even the art strolls, like, painted pretty queer. It's pretty queer. Yeah. And there's so many people that are just kind of... I don't want to say household names, but they kind of are. Like, people who are known here who are queer artists, and you see their art throughout the main businesses in Ogden. And that's kind of another reason why... I was thinking there's something different. There's something different about all of us, right? Like as we grew up, we knew there was something different about us, whether we knew what it was right away or not. I think having an artistic outlet was a way for us all to express that we were different in some way. And I think that's why creativity and artistic abilities are associated with the queer community because we knew we were different. We didn't know how to communicate that. And that's one of those first things you learn as a kid. You're coloring in a coloring book, you're drawing, you're playing in sand, you're creating things, you're helping your mom cook in the kitchen, whatever it is. You know there's something about you that's different and you don't quite know how to communicate that. Yeah. I, right. I totally... Expressing yourself in a way that is not... is. Maybe without words or maybe just not, I, I don't know, like without having to yeah, have without, a vocabulary to you express may not how even you feel. have a word. Yeah. Maybe you don't like have that. the words or maybe you're not ready to say the words. Or you don't maybe know. Maybe you that, don't know they're your words yet. Yes. That's what I was going to say. You don't know they're your words yet. So last week when we were talking about Marsha P. Johnson, we were talking about Sylvia Rivera and she was one of Marsha's friends and a self-proclaimed drag queen and very involved with queer activism and she said we have to do it because we can no longer stay invisible we have to be visible we should not be ashamed of who we are and I feel like that's like the exact reason why queer people feel like they have to express themselves whether they know it or not 
Well, and there's a huge, um, maybe, I don't know, it's probably not just me, but when you're growing up and you know that like maybe you're a little bit different and you just don't, you can't put your finger on it, but you can like go rent a movie that is very queer and like, or you can read about, I, I don't know, like listen to music and you know that the singer is gay or something and then you get like a little queer charge up little a little tingle a little yeah. queer tingle well i guess it would be nice <laughs> <laughs> yes yes yeah so i think that my experience with this like creative artistic slant is much more like the media that i was consuming and the art that i was consuming was queer this is the perfect segue, Alex. Yeah. It's like you just read my mind. So it's like maybe we were not all like these amazing artistic people, but we all like helped our queerness blossom through other queer artists and yeah, other people like expressing this peace and safety and other and just something art, to relate to. Yeah, yeah the, something to relate. Whether to. we knew it or not, someone else was expressing this different perspective that was different because it was bubbling up inside of them that they were different and they needed to be visible. And that helped all of us. That's why queer art and representation is so important. And that's why that's like ultimately, you know, go back to our queer root episode. If you haven't listened to it in season one, because that like our first our legit first episode? episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good go one. Back and visit it. But right now I want I want to go around and none of you were given this assignment. I literally want this to be off the top of your head. <laughs> like who is the first queer artist any medium that comes to your head as being the most beneficial? And this isn't like this isn't your queer root. This is just like who is a queer artist who has inspired you, has helped you? who has been some sort of hero to you or role model or maybe just helped you through some sort of hard time or maybe just someone who you like fucking respect and look up to and see how their art is making the world a better place and bringing queer joy. Okay. Well, for me, the first person that pops into my mind obviously is Tori Amos and um, there's not, she's, I don't know. You may not understand. Like, that's the thing. Is like the queer community is such a big umbrella, and to me, like, right? You say obviously, but maybe our listener doesn't. know. Okay, you're why. right. It's not obviously, but she is married to a man, has had children, has a very like cis hetero life experience in her later years. But her music to me was very queer and very eye-opening and very much like shaped everything I thought about feminism which to me feminism is what opened me up to being able to come out so that's my answer and also for the listeners at home we have a giant painting of Tori Amos in our front room. Yeah, it's kind of a shrine. I tried to, I tried to like tone it down, but I have a bit of an obsession. She's a big that. deal. <laughs> she's a big deal. But she, but really, for real, like she steered me through her music, steered me through 
coming out twice and everything that came along with that both times. Like, What homework would you give someone who isn't familiar with Tori's music? Under the Pink or Boys for Paley. Watching Will and Grace and specifically the character Jack McFarland, oh, I love Sean that. Hayes, just Jack. Yes. <laughs> I loved that fucking show. Mm-hmm. And I also love that show. there was a period of time where like I would request Thursday nights off because that's when new episodes would come out on TV. I love that for you. For like a while. I always had Thursday nights off. So you could like so do I whatever your home get my routine, little, like, your little yummy foods or whatever, and sit in front of my 13 inch TV and watch the new episode of Will and Grace. I love that. It's so good. And that was like a safe, very safe, yeah. very safe. Yeah. And bonus is that I really love the TV show ER, and I think we've talked about mm. this. Mm-hmm. But there are queer elements to that also, mm-hmm. and that yep. was also a Thursday night TV show. So I had a whole lineup. Of queer representation yes. on a Thursday night. I love that. Yeah. Lindsay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, my turn. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think really hard about the things that made me feel like I wasn't a weirdo, which I think is kind of the first feelings that you get where you're like, I'm not alone. Weirdos exist, and I there are, there are others. Weirdos <laughs> unite. I don't know. Do you call it a weirdo? So, for me, that was the L word. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Showtime. Mm-hmm. And um, before the L word, probably movies like Bound. Oh, dude, I loved that movie. There's a lot of movies for me. We've talked about this because it's the director of The Matrix. You guys that watched that made this movie, and I've never seen it. You've never seen Bound. The Wachowskis. I haven't seen either. The Wachowski sisters. We need to do like a small roundup episode, even if it's a bonus episode. That's a roundup of our reviews of Bound. Can we do a roundup of like every single thing that we've talked about that we need to watch? Isn't it Gina? Yeah. Yeah. It is. It sure is. She's like an MVP. She's like a mafia badass. Isn't that Xena? Warrior Princess? Oh, can I talk about Xena Warrior Princess as well? Can I also chime, can I put my, my bet on that stack, please? I'm really like reaching deep into the bag. Yeah. Um, I loved that fucking show. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Clearly. Mm-hmm. And then I re-found it on what was called Logo TV, which is the, the queer, queer channel. channel. My grandpa had that on his TV in his house. Thank what God. do you say about cable? Like, I don't know. Logos like... He, he had the Logo channel. So Xena was like always fucking on. And then I watched a bunch of, like, really queer, like, RuPaul shit. Mm-hmm. On Logo. I love that. Did you ever watch um, Queer queer Eye for the... Not, not... The original... Yeah, like, the original Queer, queer Eye. For the eye. Guy? I, I yeah. think I did, yeah. Because yeah. I loved that series. Did you guys watch Queer as Folk? 
That's what I'm talking about. Not Queer Eye for the Straight oh, Eye. Queer as Folk no. that had like Brian and Justin and yes, I so love Queer as Folk that was, was before. NSYNC, dude. You're mixing Backstreet Boys and In Sync. Isn't Brian and Brian's in Backstreet? No, there's a Brian and Queer as Folk. Yeah, Brian and Justin are like the main yes. couple. There's not in a Queer Justin in the Backstreet Boys, right? No, he's so in the in sync. Queers, but folk. Brian's in the Backstreet. They might as well be. This is why I was not ever a no, straight this kid. Is not, yeah, as a kid, no, no, I don't this know. Is not the only reason I know is because of Kai. oh, this is not. So. <laughs> Sorry, Lindsay. Continue. Queers folk was before the L word. Which of right. course significantly before. Like, if if we study history, we know that all the gay sh- white men get a show before yeah. anybody else. Mm-hmm. Is this the nineties? Yes. Yeah, but it was a great show. No, I loved it. Speaking I of the nineties, watched the shit out of Queer's Folk. I'm sorry to interrupt, but did you know that baggy jeans are coming back? Yeah. Oh did, yeah. Did, did you know? Did you know? Kai's modeling right now for (laughs) you're pulling your pants down (laughs) I just thought you needed more room oh I did I needed more room (laughs) (laughs) that's how it was explained to me it wasn't fashion related let's not claim the fashion now Okay. 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 We I'm so sorry. So about. sorry, everybody. Back I needed a little more room. Art that inspires Lindsay. Oh, we were talking about Showtime, Queer as Folk, yes. Justin and Brian. Yes. In the 90s. And I'll just round it out mm-hmm. with Hedwig. Oh, mm-hmm. hell yeah. yes, dude. So okay, that that's... was my, those were my experiences. And yes. some, you can sprinkle in Rocky Horror. Yes. But for me, Hedwig was a little more, I don't know, visceral. Yes. And so I really enjoyed So you that. have the music element, you have the visual element, like it's all very queer. Also, Tattoo, the Russian girl oh, group. Oh my God. Mm. All the things she all said, things she said run all through my head. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was actually really fucking obnoxious. Now that oh, I think, oh, yeah, I love it. We have it on vinyl at our but house. Oh no, no, I I understand the I the it's very There's kitschy. There's a whole poster that goes with it. Oh, that kissing sure. where they're like wearing those short crop tops and they're <laughs> yeah. like, and then it's raining and they're like, okay. You know what I kind of wanted to talk about on this episode, which I you know like this requires a little bit more than me just saying it out loud, but pussy riot. Oh yeah. yeah. With the state of the world. Yeah. I just feel like that they're coming out on top. They are coming out on top. An interesting thought. Yeah. In this episode. I don't know a lot other than they like went to jail. Yeah. And like illegally illegally leaked stuff out of their jail cell. Right. They we we do need to do a. I just liked that like all the CNN newscasters had to say "pussy riot." I love it. Yes. Yeehaw. So my queer artist. Please tell us, Lisa. It's not been named. It's Mm. no surprise to you guys. I'm sure. Mm. Amanda Palmer. Mm. Amanda fucking Palmer. AMF. 
<laughs> That's what I used to drink at the gay bars when I was 21 and a half years old. That's what I used to vomit all over the front of my shirt as a 21 year old. Well, all right. Do you want to continue? Sorry. AMF. So Amanda Palmer. AFM. Was. Amanda a- fucking Palmer. It's A F T. And M wasn't even involved. I, yeah, where did the I Amanda? Just, I'd love to Amanda. ask you this. Lisa. I was the one that said it. I will claim A-F-P. responsibility. I'd love to ask you this. Amanda fucking Palmer. <laughs> She's a very influential artist to me. The way Kai feels about Tori Amos is the way I feel about Amanda Palmer. She was introduced to me right before I came out, when I went through my faith transition. Your shelf broke, as they say. My shelf broke. They say? Sorry, they say? Mm -hmm. They do. Like, got me through my divorce, got me through some really crazy, heavy times. But also, what I love about Amanda Palmer is her irreverence towards She's extremely irreverent towards everything towards specifically like accepting your own body that was some like a lesson she taught me that I really needed to learn was just being more open to like sexuality and she's an open bisexual I'm sure now she would maybe be more on like the pansexual train but she's married to a man has a kid kind of like Tori like lives a pretty hetero life now but is very entrenched in the queer community entrenched in the queer community and very vocal about all sorts of queer activism and rights and so she was in a band right she was in the Dresden Dolls Dresden Dolls and they played a song that I would be familiar with. Coin Coin operated operated boy. Okay, yes. Yes. Coin. I do. Okay. I I know that there is like one thread that I can follow. Yes. Um, (laughs) She was in the punk cabaret scene. She's a badass. Go listen to Theater is Evil if you don't know anything about Amanda Palmer. And just let her alto voice wash over you. Okay. I like the alto voice. I didn't know that it was an alto voice. She has a very low voice. Okay. I know the one song. I know the one thread I can follow in. Here's the thing. Dresden Dolls is not her best work. No, it's not. I agree. Theater is Evil. Is her best work. Who killed Amanda Palmer. Theater is Evil is her best work, in my opinion. Same. So. So. We obviously. Are we going to talk about our Yes. So, like, all. We've all been inspired and in some way impacted by these queer artists. And that's kind of why we started the LQ, which stands for the Lavender Queer. And it's our art zine that Kai and I started last year, kind of during the pandemic. It was a pandemic project. It's supported by this podcast, by these lovely people. And we may have some contributors who are anonymous at this table we won't name but it's a really fun passion project that we started during the pandemic and 
it's an art zine exclusively contributed by queer artists who have some sort of tie to Ogden, Utah. And its whole purpose is to uplift the queer community in Ogden because we don't, we both had this discussion that was like, we feel like there's so many queer people and so many like different kinds of queer people. I don't even know, but just like that the queer community in Ogden wasn't united. There's not really a gathering place. There's not a not, coffee shop or a bar not, yeah. or, or a, yeah. so, and, and I don't, I, I'm not here to describe what this gathering place will be, but just that there's a lack of a place for the queer community of any age group to go. And, and this is kind of the void that we wanted to fill with the zine. And we feel really lucky because we feel like we have, there's some sort of thread that's kind of connecting us all, whether it's, we know a lot of queer business owners or artists or customers from our shop. And we wanted something to kind of tie all these people together that we knew were so talented in a way that would benefit Ogden, that would showcase everyone's art and to kind of pay them back to like pay homage to these people and also or even to pay their starting fees so they can like have some confidence that like I am an artist and I want to be compensated for my skill and time and be validated and to me that was a big deal like I want to validate first time yes creators and that I was going to say that it seems like you picked a lot of people that their art was, you know, they don't have like a big following maybe. Like there were maybe new artists. Kind of under the radar. Under their the radar. art's under the radar. And yeah. like they have a connection to Ogden and they applied to be a part of this like community project and make some money. And I want to make sure that we mention that your zine pays artists a hundred dollars. If your submission gets printed, you get paid a hundred dollars. And I, that's very important to me right. that we pay our contributors instead of writing the wave of exposure because we've been in that position and writing the wave of exposure doesn't really do much. So not only that too, but like how, like I said, it was so it can be so validating for someone to recognize you as a creator or an artist to be able to say you're a published artist I've been, yeah, yeah I've been is expected. huge for the next thing they apply for or a resume, whatever it is, a scholarship. And then, yeah, to give them compensation because we all know everyone's doing their best to get by. And if you can, you know, if we can help put some food on your table or help pay your rent, whatever it is, like or pay your studio rent help contribute like a hundred dollars isn't a lot but it's something you know so that's kind of um you know with the help of ogden city we did get an an arts grant from the city to help pay our artists we also got an arts grant this year from project rainbow we're super we're really excited about that and we're taking sponsorships for the second issue so we can print even more artist work so we did 16 in the last issue and we're aiming to do 10 more this time 26 but it depends on if 
absolutely depends on sponsorship. Like we have a budget to print the 16, which we printed the first time, but this time we're opening up for ads, trying to get other businesses and creators that have, that feel like they're in a place where they want to sponsor another artist to contribute. And, you know, we really just want to open up the budget so that we can feature many more queer artists because there are so many queer artists in Ogden. And we'll print as many artists as we have funding for. Yes. So Because we want to pay everybody that gets printed. It's just part of the very core mission of what our zine is. If any of our listeners are interested in sponsoring an artist, we are charging one twenty five to sponsor an artist, and that goes directly to the artist fee and our printing fees. We don't make any money off of that. And... If you're a business or you want to place an ad for whatever cause you support, um, the 125 also gets you a fourth page ad. And um, we're also just taking donations if people want to donate towards our artist fees. So with the sponsorship, are you able to like, how exactly does that work? So like if I'm a business and I own... Alex's Bagel Shop oh LLC. God. Oh God, oh. I wish you owned Alex's Bagel Shop <laughs> LLC. <laughs> bagels? Yeah, yes. I'd like some bagels. And I come to you and I say, I want to sponsor an artist and here's my $125. Perfect. Um, so then I get an ad. Uh-huh. You get a, a quarter of a page. page mm-hmm. And I get to say, come to Alex's Bagel Shop. You get a free bagel for mentioning this ad. Yeah, it can it can have a coupon or it can literally just be your logo. It can be whatever you want. You just tell us what you want it to look like. Or if you already have an ad designed, then you just submit it to us and we'll print it. But we will design it for you with yes. your logo with if you no don't feel comfortable with design fee. skills. Okay. Like you pay your 125 If you don't want to make your ad, we will make it for you. But then I get to say like I am sponsoring Little Jimmy's art specifically or just like... No, you it's won't, just you the, won't claim. You you unless I'm, Okay, so for example, we had somebody I had somebody yeah, reach out to me that was wanting to sponsor an ad but didn't it was a personal okay. thing. So they didn't need they don't an own ad. A business. So they said okay. instead we would like to feature this organization. Can you, and so that is absolutely an option. If you yourself feel like you don't need to highlight yourself, but there's something, some organization or project or Or anything that feels like near and dear to your heart that you want to sponsor, we will do an ad for them. We'll tag all their social medias. And that's the other thing. Like if you do an ad with us, it's not just, we're printing it in our magazine. We're going to do a feature on you and what your business offers for our Instagram followers and like highlight you as a company on our online platform and what you do and just connecting that you're friendly with the queer community. So if I don't have an Instagram, which you don't, and I own Alex's Bagel Shop, LLC, (laughs) which you don't, (laughs) (laughs) then Then you can just holler at me. And and I'd say, I want to give you... $5 $5 to help yeah. printing costs. You can give or, me a yeah. $5 bill. You can write me a check. You can send me a Venmo. You can send me a PayPal. You can call me on the phone and make a credit card payment online. We take like, dimes. We do. Quarters. We do. Not nickels. 
Well, I take nickels. Okay. <laughs> But for real, it does. It's whatever the size of your donation, whatever reason, whatever. If you want it to sponsor something, you don't want it to sponsor something. Like every cent, legitimately, every single cent counts towards making this as big and as widespread as it can possibly be. So my question now is now. I sorry, I have a lot. She hasn't had any questions yet. Just now. <laughs> So the submission time is open, and if I'm an artist, and I... Which you are. Thank mm-hmm. you. And I want to submit something to you, how do I go about doing that? So you can... So if you want to give a donation or you're submitting art, and you don't have Instagram, mm-hmm. you can email us at... The LQZine at gmail.com. Don't forget the the. It's the LQZine. The L- all mashed together. All mashed together. And if you do have Instagram, you can go to the underscore LQ underscore. And that will get you our profile. And the link in our bio has a bunch of different links. So it says... Donate here. Submit your art here. There's a bunch of different Add things. Add sponsor here. Add sponsors here. It's, so there's it's links very, yeah. all in our link tree on our Instagram at the underscore LQ underscore. But if you don't have Instagram, like Just Alex email us. Send the carrier not. pigeon. Yes. Just go to IFA. Buy a carrier, <laughs> buy a carrier pigeon. <laughs> Tie a little note to his foot. Send him to Lavender Vinyl on yes. 25th One, two, Street. Three, That's also Make a safe sure bet you if you have if and all talk of fails, come to Lavender Vinyl and talk to whoever's working there and they'll point you in the right direction. Also, just make sure you have a return address for your pigeon. Yeah. So he yes, doesn't we just don't get need lost. a lost Why don't you just carry your pigeon down to the vinyl? Carry your pigeon. Well then, what's the point of the pigeon? You could just walk it down. Well, it's cute, but then you don't get to like <laughs> make a little cute. artsy scroll and say, "I don't have a social media." Can you tell? You could just hand me your yeah. scroll. You can <laughs> tell. Can you tell that Alex doesn't have a social? Media? Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> so I can't. Whether you're an artist or a business, if you want to be a part of the LQ Spring Edition. We've extended our deadline to March 25th, so submit your art by then or talk to us about placing an ad before March 25th. Before March 25th. 25th. And also, something important to mention, we, we want you to get creative with your submissions. If we can print it, you can submit it. I don't care if it's a sculpture, a recipe, a painting, a drawing, a tattoo... A mural, a, a poem, a journalistic yeah, nice article, photograph a, of a my geriatric cat. Literally anything. anything that is artistic in your eyes that we can print in a magazine, we want it. And we want a diverse type of art, content, subject matter. Like we right. want, we want to see how creative you can get. And you just have to have some sort of tie to Ogden, whether that's. You were born here. to this podcast. You listen to this podcast. You drove through here once on your way to the Grand Canyon. You have listened to a Joe McQueen or a Joe 
Yeah. yeah. McQueen album. Like, whatever it is, if you have some you sort of... You can tie into Ogden. We tie, that's... We want you to be creative well, with how you're associated. To let's it. let's tone it down here. I will not tone it down, Lindsay. All right. Never what do you mind. want toned down? Never I feel mind. Like we're trying to open up. Make it wild. We want to make it a little more wide. Not to say that there weren't a many, many wonderful contributing artists, but that we want really like we want it to be representative of how wild West Ogden vibes like. If you came through here, if you're connected, if you come down here and work two days a week, whatever it may be, like we really want to see different connections to the city. It's not just about if you're a resident here. Write a story about the time you drove through Ogden. Yeah. Like write a little short story. I smelled the smell that could only be described (laughs) as the food I feed my dog. Yeah. That would be a great Kibbles short story. I love Kibbles that. Kibbles and bits and bits and bits. Thank you. Good night. Yippee! This issue of the LQ will be released April 23rd at Lavender Vinyl for Record Store Day. So- I'm so stoked about that because we've not been able to have a regular-ass record store day since 2019. Regular-ass. Yeah. Well, just like... That stuck to the date, that stuck to the pattern, that stuck to the traditional flow of how things are going. And I'm not, I don't say this to dog anything. I'm so thankful for the support that we've had over the pandemic that is still continuing and people coming out of their way to visit us at the shop and um, support us. But I feel like this year in 2022, April 23rd, like, it's kind of the first time that we're allowed to do things to the most sense of normality that we've had since 2019. And by that, just having the regular date, you know, in the past couple of years, they moved the date until June and then they split it into three dates to try to separate the crowd and do June, July, August and I'm just really excited to have the main record store day event happening on April 23rd and having the main celebration of what we were able to do pre-pandemic of celebrating small independently owned shops. And Are you still going to do it outside? Yes. I like that. It also like makes it feel fun like it's a real event. It's like a like the a picnic special of shopping. Edition. It is. It's a shopping picnic. I yeah. love that. And it does. It feels really it feels really Could someone exciting. bring booze next time? Yeah. Except for us? Like yeah. Yeah. Could, could, for us. could you bring us a bottle of something, please? No, but Get really, like in years on. past, like we've had many customers, like someone would bring a box of donuts and someone yes. would bring a box of bagels and someone would bring a bottle of Alex, bagels. was it your and business? God, Did Alex's bagel shop. Provide us bagels. bagels. <laughs> if no. I had a bagel shop, I my body would look a lot different. Would you would that. you would make zero dollars because you just be. I would giving make out zero bagels. Yeah, I would be ninety eight percent bagel. <laughs> you just have like a bagel. You have a big circle cut out in your stomach. Like you're yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I identify as a bagel. Yeehaw. <laughs> And now, 
our queer joy roundup for the week. Oh shit. Who's gonna start? I will start. I'm ready. I nobody would know this because I don't have an Instagram. Mm-hmm. But I got my hair cut. <gasps> I'm oh, back. It looks so I'm good. back to short hair. It is my queer moment moment of joy. Yeah, you do need to do a side swipe for I, anybody. I who's... wash my hair so it's a little bit like messy and curly. I love it. I love. I how love curly it too. It, is. it looks. I'm so letting good. it be free, living its own life. Yep. So where'd you go to get your hair cut? I went, as a matter of fact, to a place in Salt Lake City called Friar Tuck's Barbershop, and it is a queer barbershop, explicitly queer. It's a very small place. There's only two chairs and the barbers, uh, well, I only met one, but like it was a very good experience and I had a good conversation and I didn't feel like I was interrogated by like- like, the right amount of conversation? It was the right amount of conversation and the perfect comfort level for me. Oh, and we need to tag them when we, we have to like- Tag them. Let's Thanks. tag them. Because I told, I told Thanks, you. Thanks, honey. I'll tag them. <laughs> tagging? That thing called tagging. <laughs> I was like, we have to let them know they did a good job on my haircut. How do we do that? Let's tag them. Yeah, yeah Alex doesn't really Because your haircut means, looks we'll do. dope. It does. Close. Thank you. I am super pumped about it, and I feel like the weight of a ponytail has been lifted off my shoulders. Oh, wow. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. I know it was, it was my quarantine project, growing my hair out. <laughs> you and Lindsay Huss, me and, and Lindsay I Huss. Will speaking say of here on this podcast, speaking that of queer Lindsay artists, gave up early. She did. She, she did. cut her hair off before I did. Can yeah. I just put it on the record that both of you are people who need short hair? Like you both have <laughs> short hair, and persons. we were both like Let's you both, both have great. You both have the perfect bone structure. We would love to shout out Cass and Friar Tuck's Barbershop. And, and Kai, their, right? their information yeah. will be in our show notes if you would like to get your hair cut by those queer barbers. Kai is in Helper, Utah now. There's yeah, a lot of queer Kais in the world. Yeah. So cheers to queer Kais, everybody. Cheers to queer Kais. Sorry. Come on. We're forced to do this. We're oh forced to cheers right now. God, Jesus that Christ. was so aggressive. Okay. Who else has some queer joy? <laughs> All right. I can go next. Mm, thank God. <laughs> it's kind of been a long time coming. And today my therapist asked me, like, how long has this been coming? And you're like, it's kind of been a long time. It's kind of been a long time. But like, realistically, all right, I got my passport, y'all. That's what I'm saying. I got my passport with my real ass name and my real ass gender. And for anybody who's listening, it was a bitch to get it. I'm not going to pretend like it was easy. I did have a lot of things favor going in my way when I initially applied for this passport earlier this year in January like literally January 2nd I filled out all of my documents I sent in everything they asked for which was a renewal form there was a segment of questions that I had to answer um and I 
you know, according to everything that I answered, I was eligible to apply for the renewal because I had had a previous passport, but however it was in, it was issued in my previous name and gender. And so to my knowledge, they told me it was fine. I could apply and I got denied. Basically they sent me a letter saying you filled out the wrong form you should have filled out a brand new application rather than a renewal. The local folks here in Ogden told me that the people at the passport issuing office in Philadelphia or wherever they were, Virginia, I don't know, whatever, somewhere east-ish of here, they told me that they were new and probably didn't really know the protocol. I don't know what the case is. I don't know if there was some Chad that was like, no, this guy's not getting his passport. I don't know. I don't know what the reason was, but they denied it. I had to go back in and fill out a new passport form for a brand new application, and I got it in the mail this week. And that's my queer joy because... It's something I've wanted to get my hands on for the last three years. It gives me like a sense of security in a weird way. Like I I'm hearing about all these like scary things of all this um, unrest and war that's happening in Russia and the Ukraine and people trying to leave there that can't because their birth documents don't match their current identity there was an article that was in the salt lake tribune on like the 25th of january so fairly recently then um the author was a trans man who just like pointed out all this stuff about how every time he travels like one of his lines was like i could count on both hands the number of times that I've missed a flight because I was frisked by the airport security and suspicious because my body did not match my identification. And there's so many instances of this kind of thing that's happening and it's happening not just when you get on a flight, but like to the degree that um, people are literally stuck in a war-feared country that they can't get out of because their gender identity and how their body is and how they are now (laughs) with a full beard and like all this change happening really full beard yeah mine's scruffly (laughs) it's shitty and i don't i don't want to be like i don't want to emulate toxic positivity because I want to showcase that I'm very lucky and privileged and I'm very thankful. But that being said, like getting my passport in the mail this last week was like, I have everything I need now. Like I feel safe and I feel secure and I feel like I can, whatever comes my way, I can handle it because I'm legally identified with my identity. And I'm very thankful for that. Well, and luckily you only had to deal with like redoing paperwork one time 
and I not can imagine, 18. I can imagine that there are people that it's just a constant battle for every piece of identification. Yes. And this man who wrote the Salt Lake Tribune article about how he had been frisked at the airport and missed over like one hand's flight yeah. mentioned in the article, like, I, I don't have identification that matches up with my with how i'm like presenting presenting and that's really scary i mean i think about it and i'm like you know like yeah sure you go to the bar and if your local bar isn't friendly you show your id like that that could be very scary and i don't want to dismiss that but then you think about things like any kind of legal situation where you have to present identification, you go to the bank, like whatever, like any kind of situation where you have to present ID, which is often in our life here, could potentially be a very scary and hard time and triggering. And I, I don't know, like, again, I don't want to like be joyful above others because that's not what I am, but I am just wanting my queer joy this week is that I'm thankful that I am in the position where I am, and it's because of so many people who have helped me get to the position that I'm in that I have all my legal documents in order, and I am very thankful for that. Kai, you should shout out the Utah Pride, how you they have another workshop coming yeah, up, yeah. and that's what helped you. Yeah, so um, there were a couple things uh that helped me kind of get to where I am and one was rainbow law I went and met with this amazing lawyer who kind of gave me a scoop of like you need to get with the Utah Pride Center they'll help you rearrange your name and gender stuff because I was wanting to change my legal pronoun on my driver's license and this is why I got set up with this woman she didn't she was offering through slug magazine she was offering like this a free consultation to come and sit down and go over everything and what was needed and she was like if you want to file your own gender change paperwork and have me look over it it's free if you want me to do all the work and file it and then look over it and then come see you through court it's this many dollars and I ended up deciding I was just going to do it myself. And then I had a good friend come through to do my court stuff for me. So, like, again, I just had a lot of people that showed up for me that really came through and helped me out. And I know that that's not the case for everybody. I feel really lucky and privileged. But I'm going to celebrate it because, for me, it was a big win to get my passport because I've... My therapist asked me today, like, so how long did it take you to get your passport? And my first answer was, well, I initially applied for it under my new name in January of this year. So really, like, not very long. But if you think about what it took before that, like, getting my new birth certificate, getting my new social security card, getting my... New driver's, driver's license. license. And all of that was a product of going to a court hearing and changing my name and gender. Like, it took three years. It took me three years. So, I know I'm like, I've kind of been on a soapbox and I didn't mean to be, but I am thankful. I feel really privileged 
that I have my passport with my correct gender pronouns and name on it, and I'm very thankful. Lindsay, what's your queer joy this week? Do you know her? Do you need a minute? I don't think it was this week, so I'm just going to steal steal your joy from any day and talk about mm-hmm. it. Recent queer joy. I had a birthday. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's enough. You had a really queer birthday, too. It was very fun. Like, all the people that showed up and wanted to celebrate made me feel very good. And we pre-gamed your birthday, which was great. We pre-gamed brunch. Mm. We brunched. Yeah, we had a Bloody Mary pre-brunch and then a brunch and then other. And then a bar and then then chocolate cake. Yeah. And And then then pizza. And then then came to our house house. for a post-party. Post-party, yeah. No, I was very drunk, so I wasn't a good host at my house, but I was definitely happy your wife took care of the hosting which is funny i i feel like she should she did not want people at the house i didn't i told Lindsay. i told Lindsay, do not invite anyone over like i don't think it was you who invited us over wasn't it it was okay (laughs) so you changed your mind was well we got down to a group of people that I was like, this is manageable, and everybody's already drunk, so, like, I didn't have to, like, go find beers for everyone, no. and, like, I told you up front, I didn't have a lot of food. And we ordered pizza. No, yeah. it was great. It was wonderful. It, it was, was my, fun. that's, I feel like I don't know how to top that, really, so. That whole day was just It was a very so fun day. Fun. And it was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Which was even better. And yeah. No one had to work the next day. A lot day. of people didn't have to work <laughs> a the lot next of day. People. Oh, Kai had to work the next I day. Know. I gotta say, our house was empty by 9 p.m. It was great. Well, we started, well, we started, at, started 10 at 10 a.m. Right. That's, what you, that's how you gotta do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 You just start early it so you can good. get to fucking bed. Because I ain't fucking around. I need to sleep. <laughs> I know. Part of a good birthday is getting a good night. I got to sleep. I want to sleep. I want to sleep in. I want to get to bed early. I want to be asleep. If it's double digits on a Sunday night, I don't care if there's a holiday the next day. I got to be in bed. Yeah. But it was fucking great. And I'm happy about it. It was a great day. Everything about that day was great. Mm -hmm. All right, Lisa, what is your queer joy? I had a fun little queer joy moment today as a matter of fact i was listening to one of my regular podcasts that i subscribe to called query with cameron esposito and she just interviews different queer guests it's just kind of like a fun easy going thing query Query. yeah and it was kind of a serendipitous moment because she was interviewing an actress I hadn't thought about for years and her name is Allie Liebert. Does anyone know who Allie Liebert is? Picture this. It's 2013. Lisa is a baby queer living in California. Just barely came out and 
a lot of weird things just kind of lined up. At the time, (laughs) a show called Bomb Girls was on, which was a show about women who worked in a bomb factory in Canada during World War II. And there is this lesbian subplot that just really spoke to me. A world war for the lady film. And the actress Girl, in the show bomb. You look bomb. was called, her name is Allie Liebert. And we happened to meet her in LA at a concert. Who's me and my girlfriend at the time. Oh, okay. Well, what was the band? Cayucas. Okay. I don't know what that was. That is. sounds like. Never mind. <laughs> it's a very surfy, like California, California band. Okay. It's, it's like they should be on the OC playing the California. Yeah, soundtrack. they should. Like it's like the most California band you can ever think of. So it's okay, 2013. <laughs> I meet this actress who I really love and kind of have a crush on, and uh, she's she's on the show. Yeah, I met her in real life. In real life. Because they stalked her at this Cayucas show in L.A., but, you know, we don't have to mention that, I guess. Honey, (laughs) that's really rude. It was was one of those things when you're, like, in the right place at the right time and all the stars align. Is that why you started, like, loving Cayucas? Well, I knew who they were before that. (laughs) So, anyway... Fast forward, it's 2022. I haven't thought about Ali Liebert for years, and she just pops up on this your podcast. Porch. Oh, your porch. Not on my porch. She's ringing our doorbell this morning. She's like, Ding hey. <laughs> no, but she's on this podcast that just pops up on my podcast queue, and um, lo and behold, she's come out in the last few years. Whoa. And behold. Lo and behold, she's like after back in 2013. The there was this after her this gal that came. I'm out. sure. I'm sure you had nothing to do with it, Lisa. No. But fun fact, she. Oh. I don't think you're ready for this. I'm not. Alex, you're not ready for this. Allie Liebert played the first lead. Lesbian character in a Hallmark movie. Oh, no. It's just really fun because I haven't thought about her in a million years. What, 10 years? Like, I didn't even. Yeah, I just like forgot that she exists. I think that she looked to you. And today she just popped back into your reality. You said 10, and I was like, a million? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's probably been legitimately about 10, right? Yeah, it's probably been close to 10 years. (laughs) And I really haven't thought about her and for her to just pop up and like she back into your life. Her first. Mm, I should you be guys, threatened. I'm okay, all right. Story. Let's let Lisa tell her, sorry, her story. But I should be threatened. Back so, into your life. I thought she was- played this really pivotal role as this very pivotal queer role, and she wasn't even out, and she kind of became. Even though she's not like this big name celebrity, she kind of became typecast in these queer roles and she wasn't out. She just, she said in this interview, like, I just thought I was being a great ally. I love the queer community. I felt comfortable. And like, she just came out a couple years ago and she's like, all right, she's in her thirties. She's been in Hollywood for a long time. She's done a lot of different things and I just think it's cool. It like felt like a full circle moment and I came out in my 30s 
it's cool to see someone who like I looked up to and respected as an actor and a queer artist who I didn't even know was queer. Allie Mack. To now. <laughs> Allie Liebert. Look her up. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm going to watch Bomb right Girls. Bomb Girls Bomb is Girls very enjoyable. Is a really I, fun we, show. We like bonded over this on our way over talking about it, but like I love that show too. Is Allie Lieber a Canadian <clears throat> actress? She sure is. Okay, so this she is the right sure person. Is. She's from Vancouver. You know, honey, if we had the opportunity to marry a Canadian, I think we should take it. You should. I absolutely approve so my stamp. So we can have dual citizenship honey, here. We are married. <laughs> yeah, but you could. Is this enter, like a, enter like can a, you just a, marry a Joseph Smith style marriage and just add just another wife over the border. Well, other people have done it. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm just saying. I also went to Vancouver once. I just, I feel like there's a lot of serendipitous things about this whole scenario and the timeline of it. Like, it just felt very joyful. You don't like the cold. Though. No, I don't. But I we love Vancouver. Vancouver. I love Vancouver. Vancouver. I've only been there in July, so we could she... never live there. What yeah, do I don't. I don't know her in any type of like entertainment. She's capacity. never been in anything huge. Although her first role was in the L Word. What? Well, who was she in the L Word? Just like she was know. an extra, oh. pretty much. Right. She's not Jenny. She wasn't She's Jenny not Schechter. Jenny Schechter. <laughs> You don't know each other. This is so funny. <laughs> okay, that's the end. <laughs> that's the end of my queer joy. All right. Well, thanks for listening. It's not the end um, of no, your no, no. queer joy. Shout out to Allie Lieber. Thank you, Lindsay. Come on. Yeah, shout out to Allie Lieber. If you ever want to let us interview you on this podcast or whatever, or just like hang out in Vancouver, should we just tag her and be like, "What up, girl? Do you want to be on our podcast?" <laughs> yeah, we should do that. <laughs> We're like, you have to fly into Ogden, Utah. <laughs> Remember when Maybe I met you in 2013 in a club in we'll LA? Able to fly you in Ogden, you into the Ogden Airport. Maybe someday we'll right fly in. into Burbank and interview you there. I don't know. She lives in Vancouver. First class, right in into the well, Ogden. She goes Airport. to LA, apparently. She likes to go At to LA. At least 10 years ago, she did. <laughs> <All> right, well. <laughs> At least 10 years ago. All right. Does anyone have anything else? <laughs> This has been Toasted Lavender Podcast. It has. Hey, check out our Patreon if you want to support us. Sure. Or uh, you can just continue listening. We appreciate that, too. I do. Tell your friends. I really do. We got our 1,000 downloads email like a month (gasps) ago. And that's a huge milestone, so I'd like to cheers to that. Oh, Thank you cheers. for everybody yeah. has been that. listening and downloading our podcast. Like that's pretty. It feels pretty good for a little small town group like us to hit one thousand followers. Ooh, I felt that when you said small town. We are small. We are. It's real. We don't know much or expect much. No, we're just a bunch of. We're just a bunch of weirdo queerdos. And we got six dogs and three cats between us. And we need to eat dinner. Yep. All right. Cheers, Cheers. queers. Cheers. Good night. Um, Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Good night. (laughs) Oh, my God.
just in case Trump gets elected again, you can run. We are all Dude, out. that's my reason. I'm not even, like, I know it's like we laugh about it, but, like, with I'm all not, the shit that's happening with Putin, happens, like, we gotta. if something happens, out. I'm fucking out, and I gotta be out of here, and I don't care. Like, I, I just gotta go. I think ours expires soon. You should, by the way. You should get yours renewed. Yeah, just in case. Because we might need to move to Amsterdam. Yeah, you're right. Or Canada. Either way, whatever is easier. We got to take take six dogs and three cats. We can't put all the animals on a plane unless we rent our own dogs. We just charter a plane. (laughs) Six dogs and three cats between us. Speaking of privilege, we're like, let's charter a plane. Let's call. (laughs) Let's call Kim Kardashian.